0: Thank you for a new life in Christ. God, thank you that that you have caused us to be born again to a living hope, to an inheritance uh, that is being kept for us and we're being guarded for the inheritance, one that will never fade, it will never perish. And uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, this morning that we would... um, As we engage in some um, exciting uh, conversations, Lord, they're hard conversations, God, I pray that you would bring to mind the gospel often, Uh, the gospel that we heard, the gospel that saved us, the gospel that we stand in, the gospel that we send from and send for. God, I pray that we would just marinate in that today, and I pray that you'd be honored and glorified. We love you. And we thank you that you loved us first. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I haven't told anybody this um, before because it just happened last night. But I was at my um, granddaughter's ninth birthday party. 16 of her ninth grade, fr- excuse me, did I say ninth grade? Wow, yeah, nine year old birthday party. And it was 16. Sounded like 30 nine-year-old girls there. And uh, it was fun just listening to Genevieve, my nine-year-old granddaughter, um, with her friends and including in her sister Lydia, her sister Marion, her brother Ambrose, um, their cousin Oliver. And I was, uh, I took the baby, Callahan, three weeks old ish and I was holding him. Five weeks now? What? Holy cow. It explains he's so chunky <laughs> and cute. And I, I took him right after he had eaten and you know put a towel on my shoulder and a nose plug on my nose. And um, he never did throw up. But I was just walking with him and he was um, and I walked by the mirror just kind of glanced over there, and his mouth is wide open. His head's on my shoulders, and, um, and I just walk over to the window. I start crying, and I was just flashing back, like how did it get here? Six grandkids, healthy, happy. My kids are seem to be thriving in their marriages and thriving in the relationship with Christ and thriving as parents. And I just think about just thanking the Lord for reproduction. Wasn't thinking about today. I just just overwhelmed me. And then this morning, as I was even thinking about how to communicate what it is we're talking about here today, this is all about reproduction. It's all about reproduction that there is um When my kids were growing up and it was getting closer to their senior in high school, and I knew I had to release them, it was one of the most exciting points in my life, and one of the most and one of the scariest to release them. But I knew that we had raised them to release them. And it was exciting to see them pursue all that God had for them, even though they didn't even know fully what God had for them. They were just, we were sending them out to pursue the Lord and all that he had. And it was hard, and it was exciting. Windsor Community Church is a church plant. We talked about this last week, that we are here today uh, because of a sacrifice that Mountain View Community Church made all the way back in 2001. And in talking to Kevin Wolfe and to Jason McConaughey, who were the two pastors at that time, uh, they would tell you they were terrified. Because the church was not that big, and they sent some of their key leaders, and what they said, I think 40% of their giving came to Windsor Community Church. And uh, they, were, they were terrified, but they were super excited because they had um, matured us to a point of not just keeping us in the home, but to send us out. In order to reproduce anything, it involves sacrifice. It involves intentionality, and it involves relationship. And one of the key ways it involves relationship is that it, um, it's, it, it's hard and it sucks at times. Can I use that word in church? It's hard. Like, and it should be hard. Anytime you send people out whom you love, whether it be kids from your home or whether it be uh, brothers and sisters in Christ here, it should be hard. And if it's not hard, we're doing something wrong. We're doing something wrong. Windsor Community Church is a church-planting church. It's in our DNA. Um, we've helped plant churches. We helped plant a church in Loveland. We helped plant a church in Alt. Um, we were at the point of planting a church in Greeley back in 2006 that closed, and, we've, um, and we're helping plant churches in the Czech Republic. We are a church-planting church, and we're part of Crossway Chapel. That is a church-planting network of churches. Crossway's mission is to plant and support healthy, reproducing churches and regional churches around the world for the glory of God. Last week, I'm not going to spend any time today talking about why we plant churches. We spent 40 minutes doing that last week. Um, I would encourage you to listen to it if you missed the sermon. Today we're going to actually hear from three couples um, that are going. that are are embracing God's call on their life to go and make disciples, not here anymore, but to go and make disciples in other places. Jesus prayed to the Father. He said, Father, as you sent me on this rescue mission, I'm sending them on this rescue mission. So God's mission to rescue people was intentional, sacrificial And relational. And that's our call as well. And uh, so I want to just tell you that um, this, and I'm not, hopefully, I'm not overstating this. um, This is one of the most exciting endeavors that a church like ours could ever embark upon. And that's to see people raised up, serving well, loved much, and being sent out to go and make disciples. And so I want to um, introduce our first couple. We're going to have three couples coming up here and sharing. I think it's couples. might be just the husbands, but I think it might be couples. I want to bring up David and Nicole Morgan. And uh, David and Nicole, um, as if you don't know them, um, come on up. If you don't know them, um, take the opportunity to get to know them because to know David and Nicole is to love David and Nicole. Um, they, uh, we are very much the beneficiaries of God's grace through this couple. And what I mean by that is, is that they came to this church several years ago already with heart um, to go for missions. And God in his providence has allowed us to have a front row seat on what he's doing in their lives. And it's pretty darn exciting and scary at the same time. So they're just going to share a little bit about what God's doing and how we can pray for them. Thank you, guys.
1: Well, good morning. Um, I'm just going to start by sharing a little bit about our journey thus far and a bit about how we got here. Um, So (coughs) growing up, both David and I um, were really impacted by um, stories of godly men and women um, who um, were missionaries. Um, Our parents would read different biographies to us, and we would hear about how these men and women would leave and um, go to the ends of the earth to follow Jesus. Um, And then in 2013, before we were married, we had an opportunity to go through a perspectives class. Um, This class was really pivotal in our exposure to missions and also just gaining more of God's heart for missions. Right as that class was ending, then we had an amazing opportunity to actually go to South Sudan and spend about three weeks there doing a short-term missions trip. And again, this trip was super impactful um, for both of us. So from the onset of our marriage, our heart has really been to do international and cross-cultural missions. Um, This was the the reason behind a lot of um, decisions we made, um, from David pursuing nursing school and then to um, him taking part in PLI as well. So it's really been on our heart for years, um, but I feel like there have been seasons where it seemed really far away. Um, that anything would actually happen, Um, but things just really started moving forward for us this summer. Um, We had been talking and praying about maybe being a part of a potential church plant from this church, and how God might have us be involved in that, Um, and it was around this time where uh, David was talking with Pastor Dan kind of about all the decisions that were facing us And Pastor Dan said, in essence, like, hey, you guys have been talking about wanting to do missions for ever since I've known you. Go for it, basically. (laughs) And um, that conversation was just a real turning point. You can just really see God's fingerprint in Mm. that conversation. And then we've just been amazed at the doors that God has been opening um, and how fast it has been moving since the summer, um, basically. So um, for a couple of years, we've been talking kind of sometimes casually, sometimes seriously, with a missions organization called Frontiers. And um, after that conversation with Pastor Dan in the summer, David was invited by Frontiers out to Amen's weekend in Washington, um, where veteran missionaries kind of met with a, a group of men who were interested in missions, and they just kind of met for a time of encouragement and exhortation. And then um, in order to serve with Frontiers, they have every everyone go through a two-week program called Candidate School. Um, so again, we were super surprised at God's timing in this, but we actually completed that um, last month in February. So we were able to spend two weeks with them creating, uh, going through some training and assessment. Um, so what are some of our next steps? Kind of where are we, at? what's our timeline, what's happening next? Um, so over the right. next few months, we're going to be just working on some of the requirements set out for us, um, like areas of personal growth that were um, listed for us by Frontiers, and David is halfway through PLI, so he'll continue finishing that. Um, we're committed here through the end of PLI next year. And then after that, we'd really love to do a long-term like missions internship where we can get more training about um, how to learn another language, how to learn another culture, how to um, adjust overseas. And so right now it's looking like the soonest that we would do an internship like that would be the summer of 2021, so next summer. Um, And then we would be leaving for the mission field sometime after that. Um, So we just really appreciate prayers um, that God would lead us to the right internship program. Um, that he would just make it really clear um, where we are to go, and um, just that he would lead us to a place that provides the best training for us. And then probably the biggest question on your minds, and kind of a pretty big question on our minds, too, is where? Where where do you think you're going to go? <laughs> and for right now, we don't know. Um, that's kind of the short answer to the question. Um But Frontiers, the missions group we're looking at going with, they work um, exclusively with Muslim people. And so it could be anywhere really in the Muslim world. Um, We're praying about the Middle East, um, but really that's all in God's hands. And again, we'd appreciate prayers from that. And another really neat thing about Frontiers is they they don't send like an individual or a couple by themselves. They send a group of people as a team. And so that's our second just prayer request that God would be raising up a team, um, e- either creating a new team or um, just preparing us to join a team um, that we could just serve together um, and bring the name of Jesus to um, a place in the world where he is not known yet.
2: Mm. Mm. So that's kind of <coughs> where we're at, um, and I wanted to share a little bit about why, um, and as you can imagine, as we think about you know moving across the world uh, with our 11-month-old and you know, Lord willing, hopefully more kids on the way. Like, why would we do that? In uh, ultimately just being driven back to uh, the call of Christ to follow Him. Mm. <coughs> to um, if we seek to save our life, we we'll lose it. But He loses His life for His sake. We'll find it. In mm just being reminded uh, against the the grain of natural thinking to not live for this life, to live for the next life. Um, But I wrote up five points, Mm. not of Calvinism. (laughs) Davidism, no. Um, Of why. So number one, Jesus, because of who he is and what he has done is worth living for and worth dying for. When we got married, uh, the verse, kind of our key verse for that day was uh, Philippians 1.20. It's my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Number two, God's heart is for all nations. We see that from the creation of his command to multiply and fill the earth. We see that from his promise to Abraham, that in you all the nations, all the families of the earth will be blessed, fulfilled in Jesus. We see that in the Psalms um, so many times, but Psalm 67, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your way may be known on earth. Your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you. O God, let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Again, uh, sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all peoples. Psalm 117, praise the Lord, all nations, extol him, all peoples. We see that in the Great Commission. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations. We see that in Acts 1.8 as he commissions his followers. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And finally, we see it in Revelation, at the end of all time, when uh, people of every tribe and tongue, I'll just read it. uh, After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Mm. So God's heart is for all nations. Number three, God has called and enabled the church, men and women of God, to fulfill his command to make disciples of all nations. He's called us to do this. It's an inescapable role that we play as his followers in in an indescribable privilege. Um, In Romans 10, it says, how will they believe if they have not heard? Second Corinthians five, it says we have been given the ministry of reconciliation, pleading with people to be reconciled with God. Number four, there's groups of people and there's areas where there is little or no gospel witness. Why would we go? There's so much need here. Um, the short, I mean, there's a couple different answers to that, but you guys are here. <laughs> there's church, there's hundreds of churches and thousands of believers here. In um, the unbelievers that are in need, you live in their neighborhoods, you work in their workplaces, and there's places where you could go hundreds of miles and not find someone who understands the gospel clearly. And there's places of huge need, and that leads me to the final point, which is we increasingly are convinced that God has given us a particular call. Not everybody, but us, a particular call to go to the ends of the earth in a pioneering way to bring the gospel to people where there's no access to the gospel. And we aim to uh, give our lives uh, to that cause. So if you want to come with us to live or die for Jesus where uh, people have not heard, talk to us. If you want to pray uh, for us, please do. Pray for protection, for wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we'll also post on the realm if you guys want to get updates from us as well.
0: Awesome. So, Cool. Great. Yeah. Can we pull? We pray for you guys. James is going to pray.
3: I'm not sure I have the words. I feel like crying. I feel like Pastor Dan. Um, (laughs) But that would be contrite. I won't do that. I won't do the repeat. Um, Yeah, My name is James. I go with Katie. It's a pleasure to see you all. Um, It's a privilege to pray for you um, and your bride and your Uh, child um, Mm. and children on the way. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to pray. Thanks for the privilege. Mm. God, we thank you, um, Father, as we come before you humbly, um, before a holy and righteous God um, to lift up David and Nicole and Colton to you. God, we thank you that their life points to the cross. God, all of eternity Mm -hmm. before and eternity to come. Points to the cross, and we thank mm-hmm. you that you have revealed these things mm-hmm. to them. It is clearly not of the world; it is not of anything but your spirit that you would point them to the cross. And we thank you that you have moved in them to want to um, give their life for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we thank you for that verse that we were singing. Um, please take my life yeah. for your glory, mm-hmm. and we we thank you that you have made that real in them and. We just come around them as a body and as brothers and sisters. We pray that you would do that same work in us here. Mm-hmm. Um, we thank you um, that you have um, revealed uh, the cost of the cross to mm-hmm. them, and as they go forth, Lord, I pray that you would make it clear exactly that uh, where they would go, mm-hmm. the brothers and sisters that you would bring alongside of them, the people groups uh, that you would place them into, and in the languages that. Um, they would be speaking. God, I pray that your spirit would be moving mightily um, within and upon them. Um, Pray that you would reveal your will to them and to us as a body and how we would love and Mm -hmm. support and live um, for your glory Mm -hmm. um, in loving them well. Mm -hmm. And we pray this in Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. amen. Amen, amen. Thanks, guys.
0: Well, if I can invite the Shelton's up, Um, come on up. I'm, I might say this, David and Nicole, that um, that we're the, the, the call in your life to minister to Muslims is it's a at some level it's a confidential call. So in the coming months and all that, we're gonna as the Lord makes it clear where you're going, we do not want to broadcast that. Is that correct? Yeah. At some level. Okay. Okay. Thanks, brother. Exciting stuff. Um, Says. So, Jason and Emily need no introduction. They have been uh, just dear, dear friends, dear body parts. To know them is to love them. Yeah. To love her. To, mostly Emily. Yeah, no, just kidding. No, to Jason That's as right. well. Yeah. But um, they are, uh, we've talked about the Greeley plant before, uh, but it's taking more shape, more form, form, more momentum. And Jason and, and uh, Emily are just going to tell us a little bit about what, what God's been doing. Thanks, yeah.
4: <clears throat> there must be uh, I must be allergic to the same thing Dan is. Maybe it's daylight savings. I feel a little emotionally unstable this morning, so I'm not ex- exactly sure what you're going to get. Um, actually, so I grabbed some Kleenex. Um, I'll have water on standby. Um, God knows. So um, I was getting ready this morning, and um, I was I was in my in the bathroom, and uh, the I think it was a Casting Crowns song. Um, said as uh, a li- uh, line from there that I'm nobody. That wants everybody to hear about a somebody, and um, I think if I think if we're all honest on a lot of different levels, whether it's the Morgans, us, or the or the Schuitz, um, the reality that we're just a nobody is very real, but we know somebody, and he's qualified us, and so. Um, Just thinking uh, back on our journey, um, thinking about the book of Acts, been spending a lot of time studying and and looking at that. You look at um, Hebrews chapter 11 in the hall of faith, uh, people that did great things, um, that had great faith because the object of their faith, and um, I feel small, um, but take great assurance in the reality uh, that we know a somebody, and uh, people need to know Uh, the somebody that we know, the only hope of glory, which is Jesus. And so um, um, as I'm thinking about what to share, um, it seems like um, we've been on a journey for a while. If you know any of Emily's and I's story, um, God has uh, continued to call and equip in his own time and in his own way. Um, I'm a planner by nature, and I would um, easily say that the plan has not gone to my plan. Um, It hasn't been executed the way that I would want, um, but God knows uh, best. And as I think back on the journey and we ask the question, like, God, how have you led us um, to this point? Um, The reality is there's a lot of reasons why we feel called to be in Greeley and why we specifically feel called to help plant a church in Greeley. And so I'm just going to spend a little bit of time recapping on that. Uh, Many of you know our story, much of which isn't new um, to you. Um, Both Emily and I grew up in uh, Greeley. Um, I got saved in Greeley. um, I grew up in in a Christian home at a church. Um... And then um, uh, met Emily, and we moved to the greener hills of Fort Collins, Colorado, never to want to return to Greeley again. Um, and we, we say that jokingly now, uh, but the reality was that's how we felt uh, at the time, is that we wanted to, to venture off, we wanted to be sent out um, from Greeley, and, uh, and hopefully never to return. Um, um, God had different plans as he often does. And uh, we uh, went to CSU uh, and some type of haphazardness um, fell into the doors of this church called Mountain View um, Community Church. And we were struck um, by the reality of people that loved God and loved people well. Um, We experienced a lot of firsts in that church. Um, Our first years of marriage were in that church. Um, Our first kid um, was in that church. Um, I think for the first time, actually, we saw um, that the gospel wasn't just for our salvation, but it's also for our sanctification meaning that the gospel isn't something that we as Christians ultimately master, and then we move on to other things. But the gospel is supposed to be bent into all areas of life, affecting all areas of life. And um, I think we had probably heard that. That had probably been preached from the pulpit, um, but it's not something that we had ever experienced until being a part of Mountain View. And there's a lot of really special, precious years that we spent in um, God's kindness, in his greenhouse of that church. And then he uh, drew us, as many as you know, away back to uh, Greeley. I think Liam was um, just born, and um, I just uh, finished uh, the PLI program there, and then God, within a year, I think, moved us back to um, Greeley, east east of Greeley, actually, out to the dairy, and then... um, we migrated back towards Greeley. And um, we had to say goodbye uh, to a church that we loved. Um, there's a lot of people that leave churches, um, and we were one of them, and we went on the journey of church hunting. A miserable experience, to say the least. It's hard. takes a lot of time. You feel like you're the estranged family member coming into somebody else's family. And, um, Somehow, um, through Emily and through God's providence, we landed in a church plant in Greeley that was two years old. And um, looking back on it now... um, Although we had heard about church planting at uh, Mountain View, and I had already felt the call to be a pastor prior to that experience, another story for another time, um, I think that God used that time in Greeley at this church plant to bring to birth the reality that God wanted us to help propagate and to help plant a gospel-proclaiming church in the city of Greeley. and. I think the reality is uh, no credit of our own that Greeley needs more of what Crossway Chapel has. Uh, Most people think of Greeley and all you have to do is drive down 16th Street and you should ask the question, well, why is there a need for more churches? They're on every corner. And that's true. Sadly, If these statistics are true, four out of every five churches in Greeley are either plateaued or dying. And I don't know what all of the health is in um, all of those Greeley churches, but I'm certain that there's a need for more churches that are serious about taking the call of making disciples that make disciples. That want to bring the good news to lost people who want to scatter in the city wherever they would go, whether it's at UNC or in their cul-de-sacs or in their workplaces, and take with them as they go the only hope for the hopeless, which is the gospel. Um, God has opened our eyes to that need in a really big way. And um, Emily and I want to spend our lives for the sake of God's kingdom work. He's uh, kindly... Uh, led us into the company of this church and others who have helped um, fan that vision into flame. People like the Trigstads or the Sornins or the Braddies all asking the question, um, God, what are you up to? How do you want us to respond? And I think the reality is we don't really know what he's all up to fully, right? Um, it seems like God it has some big plans for Northern Colorado. Dan talked about some of these statistics last week, right? That there um, is a population expectation to double over the next uh, fifteen to twenty years. There's um, statistics like five hundred thousand people right now at best are without a church home, and at worst without the hope of the gospel. That's why we want to plant churches, because we feel called to be a part of God's chosen vehicle to reach lost people. It's not really ultimately about planting churches, it's about reaching people and making disciples who would make disciples who would make disciples for the glory of God and the good of those he calls. So, what does that mean for us as a family? First... If God continues to lead the way that we see him leading, um, we think that God's gonna have us plant from this church in the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021. Um, There's lots of steps for us to take as we venture down that road, lots of opportunities for God to need to show up (laughs) and um, direct us. the phrase super excited and terrified has been something that as we as pastors have communicated and talked through what it is that God is up to, we've used a lot. And I'm super excited and I'm really terrified of what he's gonna do, but God's calling. So what are our um, next steps as we hear God's call? Um, the Braddies, the Trigstads, and us um, meet um, monthly, sometimes several times a month, and we have been praying and processing what God wants in Greeley. It's ultimately God's church, and so we want to be obedient to what it is that God wants to build there in Greeley. Um, one of the steps that we're going to take in April is, um, is a boot camp, um, which is an opportunity to have others help us form vision and strategy and learn from others who've already gone before. Um, I don't know what I don't know. We don't know what we don't know, and so want to have the opportunity have other people to speak into that, help us um, not have the blind lead the blind. We're also going to start the opportunity of of having monthly meetings for individuals that want to come alongside us and pray with us and ask God to continue to lead us and help us reach the city of Greeley. And so that's something that we're excited about, I'm excited about doing, and um, um, I think the opportunity of this sermon series is providential as we as a family get to process together what it is that God's doing, I think that's healthy and good that family comes together and says, hey, this is where we're at. Lay the cards on the table and be honest about our hopes and our fears and our expectations. And so I'm grateful for God's timing in that. Know that he's gonna um, continue to work um, through that. I think a couple of things that we would like prayer for, just in closing, um, is, to, is to ask you to pray alongside us for God's timing and direction, both in our church plant and in, in the, the process of planting. Um, we don't want to run ahead, but we don't want to lag behind what God is doing. That seems like there's always a tension there in my own heart with that. Um, pray that we would be bold. Bold in taking steps of faith and bold in proclaiming the gospel where God has put us. I think of Acts chapter 17, it says that God has um, raised us up and defined the boundaries and the spaces in which we live so that people might find him. We want to be about that. We want to believe that because God has us where he has us, the spirit's going ahead of us. Otherwise, he'd have us somewhere else. And he'd be moving ahead of us somewhere else, and he has us in Greeley. So we want to be eager in our expectation, and we want to be bold in our proclamation, for the glory of God and for the good of his blood-bought people. Amen. Amen: yeah.
0: Emily, Jason could hardly get two words in. Whether you just talk and talk talking.
4: Um, I'm going to pray for these guys, but, um, uh, you guys are going to be missed. Love you guys a lot. Mm-hmm. grateful for you. Uh, pray with me. Uh, gracious heavenly father, God, we are, uh, God, we're just grateful for this family. God, we are so grateful for the time that, uh, we have had with them as a body. God, how you have, uh, God raised up leaders, uh, God, through this family, God we have uh, seen your hand, uh, God, in their lives, and uh, God, um, it has been really clear uh, since the moment um, Linda and I met uh, Jason Nimley, God, that um, you had lit a fire in their hearts uh, for Greeley, and God, even, uh, God, if it wasn't something that um, they necessarily wanted to do in the beginning, God, fleeing Greeley and going to the greener hills of uh, Fort Collins, God that maybe uh, actually the greener hills are Greeley, uh, God we are grateful. Uh, God that you are making them bold. God that you are, um, uh, God that you're taking circumstances that, gosh, sometimes feel like, um, God is this the right thing? Uh, God and that you, you are using those, um, God to uh, help them persevere and see, uh, God what, um, God what you have for them. God we pray, God as they go, uh, God as we send, um, and we go here where we are sending from, God, that you would uh, give boldness, eagerness to the people of Greeley, uh, uh, with these families that are going with them. God, we pray that as you take disciples to make more disciples in Greeley, who will make disciples in Greeley, who will make more disciples in Greeley, God, that you would be glorified because your kingdom is growing. Uh, God, just pray for the families that man of the doors of this future Greeley Church, God, estranged family members that may be wandering in, uh, God, that you would, um, God, that you would uh, use these families to open their arms and love them well, God, that you would uh, draw new families into your kingdom, God, those that have no idea who you are, are searching for hope, God, that you would use these families, open their arms, and share the gospel boldly and grow your kingdom. God, just so grateful for uh, this body, um, God, the members of it, God, and the pain and the hard uh, that it is to send people out, God, it hurts. And I'm just so grateful, God, that your kingdom is better, God, that your kingdom is worth the pain, God, that your kingdom is worth so much more, and, and um, God, just grateful that your people are worth so much more than that, God. That you would use uh, these people, God, as they go out mm-hmm. and love your people. Mm-hmm. We love you, In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Great. Thank you, Sheltons. Thank you, Ryan, Chris, and Lori. If you if you'd come on up, um, we just Ryan prayed that the, the that the hills are greener in Greeley, possibly than Fort Collins, and that's an obvious statement because of the manure that's there that, that makes everything greener. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So, Chris and Lori, they need uh, no introduction. Um, Pretty darn exciting um, what God's been doing the last six months. Um, I'm excited. I hate it, um, everything involved. But uh, tell us what God's doing, brother.
5: Thanks, brother. Yeah, so um, I could just ditto everything those guys said about um, uh, the call to go out and to pursue what God's doing. Um, and so uh, just whatever they communicated, that's our heart. And um, I was just reflecting um, this morning, um, the last 25 years, Lori Divalpa's been married for 25 years, and um, the last 25 years, I think we've always had a sense that God is um, with us, guiding us, leading us, you know, for better, for worse. We don't always follow, we don't always listen very well, but we got the sense that he's with us. And you know, and making decisions. And, but there's been a few times where it's been really clear in our marriage that he is, it's, it's, it's something that's risen to the surface above, just like a normal walk. It's, it's he's calling us to something specific. There's been a few times we can look back in marriage. Um, one is, I remember about 17 years ago, Lori went to Israel and we were just sure that she needed to go. And as you, if you know Lori and you've sat in her teaching, some of you women, you know how big of an impact that's had in her life, learning Hebrew and all those things um, that was just a clear, like, yeah, she needs to go. Um, another, uh, thing was moving to Windsor 15 years ago. Um, even the lot we picked in our neighborhood, like we felt like it was number seven. It's a biblical number. And we felt like, feel like God was leading us there. Um, there wasn't an audible voice or anything, but just felt very clear that we needed to, to leave, uh, Loveland where we were on a busy street, raising kids. And, and the house we left, um, now, uh, the, the, we kept, but now Lori's nephew's there, part of our network, going to Redemption Church, and they're blessed to be there and to see God um, move it in that. Another um, thing, uh, just just going to Windsor Community Church. Like, we were, were commuting from Windsor to Mountain View, and we absolutely loved Mountain View. Like, we did not want to leave Mountain View, but Jason and Kevin, they said, hey, maybe, you know, you live in Windsor. Why don't you check out Windsor Community Church? And we lived a, a block away from Dan, and and so... So we see God clear, We saw God clearly moving us here uh, to a place we didn't want to go to. Like, we, we really loved Mountain View, and he's blessed us. Um, we look back, and every one of those things we look back at, we could see how God has backfilled and has, has um, blessed where we left. Um, it's for the last decade we've been here, and um, it's been crazy. Like, I think we came here at 11 years ago, which is nuts. And when we were in res, at Rez, and, and um, I think we— um, Chris Richards who used to be a pastor here called us liquid um, and I think that's kind of how we want to be we we want to like we're just ready to go where God wants us to go even though we've been here rooted for the last decade we've always kept our ears open to like okay God where do you have us and we even thought about moving to Czech Republic a couple years ago um, didn't think that was what God was calling us um, but we love that place um, we thought about New Jersey, of all places, because there's a church plant in New Jersey. Um Lori wasn't too too thrilled about that. Um, but we I, I, I considered it at least, and I, I wisely listened to her. Um, and And these things that were like were so clear, call, like callings were like things we didn't have to search out. God brought to us. He just it came to us. and that's and, and it just brought unity and peace among uh, among like to us and brought us together. And that's how we know he's, call, he's leading and calling. So um, I even considered going back into construction, hanging ductwork, because I had so many opportunities to share the gospel there. Um, and so right now, um, there's another thing, one of those things happening to us, a call um, for better, I, I can't think of a better way to put it. Um, it, it. It's come to us. And so we're excited to tell you about the Sheridan, Sheridan, Wyoming. And so this journey started uh, last summer I was at the Czech Republic, and I come home, and Lori um, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, started talking about Sheridan, Wyoming. I'm like, I have no idea why she's talking about Sheridan, Wyoming. I've never been to Sheridan, Wyoming. She was there when she was eight. Um, and, and, you know, when you, if you guys lived in Windsor for a while, you know, like Main Street, it's like getting crazy, you know, the, the, the traffic, and you, go, you can't even walk through the halls of King Supers. And so, you know, it's just talk. It wasn't serious, like, hey, we need to get out of here. You need to go to someplace like Sheridan. Every person we talk to, like, I see a lot of faces in the room. Like, a lot of you are say, saying the same thing. Oh, we need to go move north or something. It's kind of crazy. Uh, maybe there'll be this mass exodus to Wyoming. I don't know. But um, it was just all tongue-in-cheek. It wasn't real. Like, we love Windsor. Um, but then she kept on saying this, and she said it to her family. It's like, Sheridan, this t- this kept on coming up. So our 24th anniversary came up last September, and it's 24th, so we can go to someplace not that cool like Sheridan. Um, no. So we went to Sheridan uh, one night. Uh, and it was cool. I've never been there. It was beautiful. as in the fall. And um, yeah, it was cool, but I didn't have any feeling of like moving there. Um, right? I mean, maybe someday, you know, we we're always open. We're trying to be liquid. Like, where do you want us to be, God? Um, and then like a, couple, like a month later in October, I get this email from Ashley Denson, a pastor who was at Mountain View, who moved up to Bozeman, Montana, and said, hey, Chris, I heard via Lori's sister, who goes to Mountain View, that you guys are talking about Sheridan and we know two two guys. I I met two guys up in Sheridan who are looking to start a church, um, and uh, because they've just had a hard time like finding a good church, and they really want to um, start a new church. So would you like to meet them on Skype? And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I don't believe in coincidences. Um, we don't believe in coincidences. We believe in God's providence. And so. I asked the pastors, is this okay, like, turning from just talking about Sheridan up here, floaty, like, floaty like that, to actually pursuing something or to ask questions, so we, I met with Ashley Denton, and um, these, uh, Adam and Danny are their names, um, Adam and Brenda are actually here, you can wave, um, yeah, so, so they're just visiting, they're down uh, to, guess hang out with their family, but um, we, uh, we, I met with them and heard from more of their heart, like, to plant to plant church to plant a church in Sheridan and, and heard like the um the the lack of good centered on, on the Bible churches, uh, gospel churches, um, that are really making an impact in the community. They really tried, they made the circuit for a couple weeks or a couple years trying to find the good church and and um then they tried to start their own church and it'd be part of a church plant there and it didn't work out um for whatever reason. And then they made the circuit again. And so anyway, um, so Ashley found these guys because of a connection through Mountain View. And um, Ashley, um, just another back backstory. Back he moved up there with his family two years ago to start a church in Bozeman, Montana. And the hope is just like we had Northern Colorado have a, a network of a, a church, a, a region of churches um, in all of Northern Colorado. His vision and Mountain View's vision, our, our network's vision is to have another region of churches up there in Northern, the Northern mountains of Montana and Wyoming. So. So he threw out these names like Cody and Bozeman and Billings and, and uh, Sheridan, Wyoming. And that's how her sister heard about it. And they told us. And so we got connected. It was pretty cool. So the next step is two weeks later, they came down to Fort Collins. And we met them um, with the, at the McConaughey's house and with the other pastors. And we met their wives, Brenda and Lisa. And we just heard more about what God's doing there. And, and, and so the whole time, Lori and I are just trying to like, okay, what's the next step, God? It seems right to go to this next step it seems right to go to the next one so the next step was to go have dinner with them and then and then we then we they invited us to come up and check sheridan out for a weekend and so that felt like the next step and i I think of acts maybe we talked about this that in in the book of acts whenever the the apostles were making a big decision you know in acts 15 when they had this council jerusalem one of the phrases that i love i think james spoke up and he said it seems right it seems right that that this is what we do as a church and that's kind of how it feels like it seems right that we should go up to Sheridan and check out what God's doing there because this came to us. And so that's what we did uh, the first uh, uh, weekend in January. We went up there. We took Esther and Josiah and Zach um, and just wanted to get their feel for it and because we love them and want their blessing. And, um, you know, when we we left there, we worshiped with them. We met them. We met more families. And at that time, um, at that time so in October when i first met them it was 3 families in January it was 5 families and um it is just growing already there's already a a, a little baby church there uh, it's pretty cool and um and so Adam and Danny they're they're like uh uh, Danny's a, a cop in Sheridan, and he has no calling to stop being a cop in Sheridan. He feels like he needs to continue, and Adam has a business there, and he has he, he feels got called to to keep his business, and um, that's where he thinks God has him. So they were looking for one another guy to partner with them full time, and so here we are, open. We're, we're we're you know trying to be open, and so we were just they were just so confirmed that okay, God, you want us to continue going to the next step, and so two weeks later after we got back in the middle of January, we prayed, we fasted, and we felt like um, we felt like the, the whole Sheridan thing turned from exploration to pursuit, that we should pursue it, not just explore it. And so then, um, fast forward, we were there last weekend, and, and if anything, it was just even more confirmation. I mean, we, these people, there, now there's seven families in like a month or two and God's growing it. Um, and just hearing the heart of, of these guys, um, we met all day Saturday afternoon and just felt like, yeah, we, we can do this. We could partner together. We're in line with a lot of things. Um, and so we just feel like the, the next step is to move there. Um, and so we're excited about that, freaked out about that. Um, I'll let Laurie speak here in a second, but a verse that just has been um, been uh, just on my mind. One we all probably know: "Trust in the Lord with all your heart." Proverbs three. We sing it upstairs with the kids. Uh, Lean not only on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. and And that's I feel like what we've been trying to do: trust in Him. And it's been hard. Like it's been a journey. Like there's days I don't, I'm freaked out, and I don't want to trust. I, I just like this doesn't make sense, God, what are, we, what are you doing? But just trying to trust him. So you can just definitely pray um, for us in that way um, that he would just continue to lead us and we continue to hear his voice. Um, yeah, so I'm sure you have a lot of things you could fill in where I missed, but yeah, go ahead.
6: He basically just said, I'm sure you have a lot to say. I always have a lot to say. Um, but one of the things I actually feel like he's, he's painted, at least me, in far too kind of a light, um, I'm not so liquid. I'm a little more solid than he is. And it's not so easy for me to just kind of go wherever and be so flexible and so forth. And so um, this has been, for sure, I would call it, like, one of the hardest things we've ever, hardest decisions we've ever been confronted with Um, because it is, um, you know, yes, it's sacrifice on our part, but one of the things when we were um, trying to go through that two-week period going, God, really, truly, do you want us to go, Um, I felt like... we have to know, we have to know this is from you, because this is, yes, you know, it's us moving, but there are so many people around us that are going to have to sacrifice significantly for us to go, and, um, and that was really daunting to me, and so as we spoke to a bunch of different people around us, family, friends, um, you know, brothers and sisters all over the place, we heard over and over, we really don't want you to go, but if God's telling you to go, you better go, and um which was very sweet on one hand you know I was kind of hoping somebody would go no don't do it but nobody did and uh um the the thing about that was that it became this very um humbling blessing to go how many I'm going to get all teary help me not to be teary god um how many people are we surrounded with who who have god's heart and they they got it i mean they're like you just don't find people like that around you everywhere you turn who are saying, I don't like it, but if it's God's will, I want you to do it. And I'm like, it's such a powerful blessing. And that, that's um, really encouraged me and emboldened me um, to go, okay. Um, I said to Chris, I feel... <laughs> Chris said one day, I feel like we were standing on a beach and a wave just came up and grabbed us, and now we're out in the ocean. And um, just the other day I said, you know, just seeing kind of the backstory of all this is is really quite astounding um, to see what God was doing in Ashley's heart two years ago and then you know in the last year and then what's going been going on in Sheridan completely unbeknownst to us And I said to him the other day, I feel like we just got sucked into the East Australian current. And you need to understand that my entire knowledge of the EAC comes from Finding Nemo. But anyway, um, (laughs) it just struck me that we've been sucked into this current that's just going around the world. I don't even know if it goes around the world. But anyway, that's how it feels. And um, so anyway, I just... uh, To be a part, it is... uh, That's... um, you know, Jason said it, uh, David and Nicole said it, it's terrifying and it's exciting all at the same time because we don't know. Um, Jason, I think he said it, what is God doing? We don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's delightful and scary all at the same time. But um, at some point we said, you know, (sighs) I don't want to, um, I don't want to sacrifice being a part of what he's doing for the sake of uh, hanging on to my comfort, and my, my convenience, and what I know, and what I love, so um, yeah, there's been a little bit of sacrifice to that, but as everybody said, you know, you know the blessing is there, so that's just our heart, it's been very difficult, and um, yeah, we really, really would love for your prayers, just to, for all those things, because there have been about eight things, that was one of the things um, that happened right early on, when we really started considering it, we were like, God, there's like eight things that are massive obstacles to this, and God's just been ticking things off, and um, there's a lot of comfort in that, <laughs> and a lot of terror, too, so anyway, that's all.
5: So I would just say, like, yeah, we just cover your prayers, and, and um, I just said that churchy thing, cover your prayers. I would, we would love it for you, to, if you'd pray for us. Um Yeah, and um, we, we love this church, like, we love you all, and um we, uh We're not running from anything. We love this church. If God would have us stay, we'd stay absolutely. Um, but we just feel like, yeah, He's carrying us. We want to go. And we want to go if He if He calls us. So, um, yeah, just yeah. We love you all, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be an adventure, um, and we might be knocking on your door. Hey, you want to head up to Sheridan with us? Um, I don't know. Anyway, that's it. Thank you.
0: pray for
7: you guys all right let's let's pray for this family uh, lord thank you just for the schuitz and um just as i'm just thinking as they were talking about just the impact that they've had you know just on my life and um in my marriage and just thinking back to the first time i sat down to have coffee with chris and you know as he um is the reason why I'm here in Windsor and just the, the impact that he had um you know just with that and um from marriage counseling to just serving with them for for many years and um I'm just so excited as uh, as they continue to try to be liquid as Chris said and uh, to follow you and to trust you and um I think you just for um it just sounds like that they're uh, on the same page, both Chris and Lori, and just um, pursuing you and pursuing your calling, and just I, I know that leaves a big impact on you know what this means for for their kids, um, for Josiah, Esther, and Zach, and um, and as they as they trust you and trust their parents and what they're doing, and um, and as in this church as they leave a void, and um, as we trust that you're going to fill it, and that you would continue to direct their paths and um you know i i just I'm just so encouraged just to hear all three families share today and um and you know trust that there is gonna be a lot of questions and um I pray that you just even raise people up from here to go with them um and and to be open to the calling and um and i I know there's a lot of moving parts and um just thank you for you know, just putting the people in their lives to, to even make this, to make this happen. And as they um, take the step and, uh, and look to move and find a new home and, um, and new friends and, and people to serve together and uh, to worship together, that you just continue to open doors and put people in their lives. Um, so I thank you for this. I thank you for this family and that they, uh, that you would just continue to open the doors, and that they would continue to, to open them, um, and and to follow you, and, the, and to trust you with this. I pray this in your name, amen. Thanks. So. Mm.
0: The, um, you should know the the pastors, uh, we've been processing all three of these for, um, for some time, and uh, we're super confident that God is in this and that he'll lead. Um, man, I've shed, I've shed so many tears. I haven't ugly cried yet, um, but I've been close a couple times. And the only reason I haven't is because I've been in Starbucks like face to face with Chris and there's people around me that I knew. Otherwise, I would have uh, ugly cried. But we're just excited. We're resolved that God is uh, working out his good and good and perfect plan um, in this church and the lives of the Schuetz, the Shelton's, the Braddies, the Trigstads, the Morgans, others that are called to go. And if you would reach underneath your seat, um, in every and everybody, every family unit, uh, please grab a card under your seats, on the floor. Yes, on the floor. That's everybody. Um, Grab a grab a card, please. Um, And uh, we um, we want to encourage um, every person in this church to pray about going. Uh, We want you to pray about it, and we want it to be peaceable. We actually don't want Chris pulling too hard, or Jason pulling too hard, or me pulling too hard to keep you here. Um, There's going to be invitations um, to stay. There's going to be invitations to go, but we want it to be peaceable for you. And so we've given you five questions just to consider, uh, to think through and pray through as a family. And I'm just going to read these, uh, not to offend your reading ability, but it's should I stay here? at Windsor Community Church, or should I go there? Five questions to consider. Number one, where can you have the most influence with non-Christians, here or there? You might go, well, it's a toss-up. But like, where do, you, where do you shop? Where do your kids go to school? Which coffee shops do you go to? Where do you work? Those are ways to consider, number one. Number two, where will you best be able to live and grow in community with other Christians, here or there? Where are you needed the most? Like God doesn't need any of us, but he's given us each gifts to edify the body. And as you examine staying here or going to Sheridan, going to Greeley, going with the Morgans, what kind of gifts has the Lord given you that are needed in that particular church or that location? Number four, as you listen to God's spirit, do you have a clear sense of his leading in these answers? And I love number five. I actually need number five. I didn't write number five. Somebody wrote it. What are the ways that convenience or personal preference might be getting in the way of truly honest answers? So would you just take this, put it on your fridge, put it in your Bibles, and peaceably in the coming days, weeks, months, years, um, consider what the Lord might have for you and your family. Would you do that? Let's sing this song. May this next song, Let the Nations Be Glad, um, be our prayer, be our anthem today as we marinate on what, what we just heard.